American podcasters are lost in the swirling maze of past and future ages during their latest series of movie reviews. It's the Time Shifters Podcast. We're going to attempt time travel. Welcome to the Time Shifters Podcast. This show discusses film and television from the long and recent past, as well as the news and events surrounding them. We thank you for tuning in and we would love to hear from you. Follow the link in the show notes to all our social media and contact information. Or just email us at timeshifterspodcast at gmail.com. All I'm asking you to do now is to witness a demonstration of the possibility of movement within the fourth dimension. Everyone, and welcome back to this episode of Time Shifters. This is Christopher, and I'm here with Tom. Tom, I've been busy. <laughs> Not even a, how you doing or anything. Uh, yeah, no, I think both of us are, are, are dragging a little bit. Uh, it's been a, uh, it's been a whirlwind. I'm just back from vacation. We recorded literally a week ago from this one. Yes. Yes, it hasn't been all that long since we've talked. Uh, we had the holiday. We had the July 4th uh, Independence Day holiday uh, prior to that. I had the uh, the Monster Bash weekend uh, prior to, and then in between that, I ran back and forth to Cleveland uh, <laughs> for some family errands, <laughs> and um, had to do that twice. So yeah, good times there. So yeah, I just oof. I literally drove to Baltimore from Cincinnati just yesterday. Right. Uh, yeah, it's been a busy couple. Of, really, the past month has just been busy. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, no, it has. And, and by the way, speaking of uh, the July Fourth weekend, how, how how did you enjoy Ohio having the right to fire off fireworks at every home? I, I didn't notice any difference around here because they're always going off anyway. So that's true. Uh, we were marveling at the notion that uh, it has been so incredibly dry. In, mm-hmm. in the immediate area, and yet everybody's buying the biggest bang they could get for their buck and setting them off. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I actually just saw uh, some video just this morning. I think I don't remember where it was. Some, it, I think it was in Texas, dealing with a lot of drought issues. Yeah, and some church decided to go ahead and put on their fireworks display, and yes, they caught a field on fire. Good thinking, folks. We didn't uh, do any fireworks or go to any fireworks show, but yeah, we heard plenty going on in the neighborhood all around us. Actually, this year, it was out there, but I actually think it was a little quieter than it has been <laughs> in past years. What's funny is while I was uh, home, uh, another friend, uh, I went over for a poker game, and that was entertaining driving back from that because as I'm doing it along uh, the highways, it was saturday going into sunday so there were like legit displays going off all around i'm like well i don't need to go anywhere it's just all there it's all there now we heard we did hear plenty yeah the new or the lack of law i guess here in ohio here in ohio it was illegal to launch anything other than the smallest of small fireworks and now yeah i guess you could set just about anything you want off um but I didn't really notice any difference. Well, I'm actually, 
will not be surprised if there's not a boom or two that make it into this recording because they usually start a few days prior and go on a few days after. They got to use up whatever they've got. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Anything left hanging around, might as well. There may have been some news stories and something that have come up. But I just don't know what they are because I just haven't had the time <laughs> to look into anything like that. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of movie watching. I, I've watched a couple of my uh, Santo films that I brought home from Monster Bash. <laughs> but even though I've had to break into like a couple nights because I'm watching and and you know during some of the wrestling scenes, I sort of you know close my eyes a little bit and then I hear dialogue and I'm listening and then it occurs to me, oh wait. This is in Spanish. <laughs> I actually need to open my eyes to, to read what's going on, and that's when I realize that I'm gonna. I need, I need to just go to bed. Stop and oh, I'm I'm a half an hour further in this movie than I was before. So <laughs> to catch up th- tomorrow. See, all of this ties into time travel. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I keep losing time. Because I've been with you or and on vacation in general, uh, that gets especially with spending time with family that doesn't translate into getting a whole lot of TV or movie watching in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the the weekend, what I've had as far as free time has been taken up by a lot of just catching up with things around the house you know when you get a kid that comes home after being away for two weeks suddenly there's a whole crap load of laundry and stuff that needs help with and just taking care of things that around the home that i haven't done in a couple weeks has been either out of town or just been doing traveling so yeah been occupied oh i i I gotta say though I, i have gotten the whole packing thing down to a science that I managed to do the laundry while I was gone, and mm. once we pulled into the parking lot, it was 30 minutes till we everything was away. Nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that that's my time. That and uh, I'll, I'll talk one pop culture thing because uh, um, I was super excited about it while I was out in uh, the Cincinnati area, was picking up that uh, uh, up. Well, a new in-box Exosquad guy. <laughs> yeah, that was very cool. I've not seen those toys around much at all, honestly. I mean, I just went to a toy show all that long ago, and I don't remember seeing many of them there. No, uh, we, we had a local toy show here at uh, the um, Artimonium Fairgrounds area where the, the Maryland State Fair will go. And we went to that, and it, it's just it's lots of people selling the versions of what's out already it, it doesn't have as many good booths on um older stuff not not even that like older older stuff is hard to find like old metal cars and stuff like mm-hmm. that so it was a little disappointing so this was a nice little find to get um I, I was always a fan of these but it also brings home the at some point i need to murder the collector inside of me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and my collecting, my toy collecting and everything has definitely been curbed a lot just because I don't have anywhere for it to go. Right. I don't have any place to... If I bought it, it would be in a box or a drawer or somewhere, and out of sight, I, I simply don't have a place for it to display it anywhere, and so that... 
I see something, and I think, oh, that's really cool, and then I go, what am I going to do with it? I, I, I don't have any place to put it. Yeah, that's always rough, and I actually, I actually had this conversation with somebody at work today, because uh, I have a few things at work, and he's like, he's like, oh, do you have anything else? I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, I do, and most of it's in a storage unit. And I'm like, oh, I need to, like I said, I gotta murder the collector in me at some point. I have to make better choices. <laughs> yes, I've got an entire semi-finished basement but 90% of it has been taken by my son in his collections <laughs> an impressive one at that yeah Legos take up a lot of room <laughs> he's going to have to curb his collecting too because we don't have any more room for the shells that we've been buying him for him to put them on hey, college is coming fast he's not going to have any room <laughs> yeah that's yeah <laughs> You're taking that Even with if you, he right? Goes to school in town, uh, he ain't gonna have any room. <laughs> yeah, so that's it for me. Nothing really geeky. Um, trying to, I, I, I thought maybe when I sat down and started talking that something would, you know, would jog in my memory. But no, I haven't been doing anything. Well, and, and there's just not much going on that I know of anyway. Yeah, we've had a whirlwind, and it's been a week since we recorded. So coming up with new stuff in just a week. Yeah, I can't believe it's already been a week. That's how. <laughs> fast the time has gone yeah, it, it seems like you were just here it, yeah it it did blink by pretty quick yeah i went back to work today yeah yeah went to back to work uh, what day is today yesterday i went to back to work yesterday which it already feels like this should have been friday <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was kind of commenting on that today can't we just go ahead and skip to the end <laughs> yeah it's been busy days everywhere yep so, not to uh, bring anybody else down, sorry. <laughs> You've all been up to more interesting and more fun things. Please share. Yeah, let us know. Write in and let us know what you have been up to. But other than that, I think we'll just go ahead and we'll take a break, listen to it for a promo for another podcast. And then when we return, we're going to look at a made-for-cable movie from 1999 called The Thrill Seekers, a.k.a. The Time Shifters. I'm Al from New Zealand. And I'm Stephen from Maryland, USA. We are Hemorama. Welcome to our new podcast, Enter Freely, and of your own will. Part of the multi-award-nominated Diecast Movie Podcast, Hammerama is a wide look at the world of Hammer Horror from either side of the globe. Each month, we will throw a die to decide which category from the film vault of Hammer we are going to discuss. The Dracula, Frankenstein, or Mummy Cycles, science fiction, prehistory, or the experimental 1970s. We will cast our international eyes across then and now reviews of the movie. Its place in the Hammerverse. Our encounters with the stars. A film poster critique. And unusual associated merchandise. So join us for our bite-sized discussion of Hammer's gory glories, stitched together from both ends of the earth. 
Hammerama is a proud part of the Diecast Movie Podcast. Let's just get a few more shots before we go. A reporter who seeks out danger. So, where do you want me to start? I need a piece on disasters. Has uncovered something unbelievable. What is this? A guy shows up at three disasters spread across nearly a hundred years without aging a day. A man who shouldn't exist. Are you doing a story on that guy? Because if you are, he's right there. A discovery that could alter the world's future. <laughs> Bring it down now. Welcome to death. Not a hijacker. The plane was going down. I Why stopped. don't you tell us who else was involved? There's a guy out there with a list of disasters. With the police against him. Seal off the damn building. Yes, sir. Merrick's escaped. And a force from the future determined to end his plans. Our orders have just stopped him. Killing Merrick violates the non-intervention statute. How's this train gonna crash? The engineer, he had a heart attack. He's talking about this like it already happened. Because it did. About 70 years ago, I'm just a tourist. Get on the floor now. Get down. Only one person believes his story. The guy from the photos, he warned us about interfering. Those two that are after us, they are willing to kill or to risk being killed to stop us. We need a reset. We can't reset you. Find this bastard and eliminate him because he keeps on saving lives. It won't be a question of when you come back. It'll be a question of him. Now he must stop. The man and woman who grabbed me from your office, now they want to take down Cops Coliseum. What he fears will happen. The fire at Cops Coliseum. 11,369 people need to die. Before time, he's going to be there. Son. Runs up. Do you think I want to be doing this? Working for some two-bit underground firm that uses the greatest technology ever invented for amusement rides? You don't give a damn about any of them, do you? They are dust! Carlton America and the TBS Superstation present... Why are you trying to kill me? Did you ever stop to think about the consequences of what you're doing? Seekers, aka the Time Shifters. It was uh, directed by Mario As a Party and stars Casper Van Dien and Catherine Bell, with a special appearance by Martin Sheen. And this film aired on October 17, 1999, on TBS. Casper Van Dien is Tom Merrick, a reporter who, until his escapades get, get two crew members killed, specialized in reporting in extremely dangerous situations. Years after the incident, he goes to work for a weekly tabloid magazine. Well, during research on disasters through history, he uncovers online photographs of the same individual at several disasters spanning 100 years. He goes to D.C. to obtain originals of the photos. En route, he sees the very man from the photos on the plane. He rifles through the man's luggage and finds a strange travel brochure. This brochure tells of the imminent mid-air collision of the plane as well as a subway crash the next day. Merrick manages to save the plane, but the mystery man escapes and Merrick is arrested as a hijacker. 
When he's broken out of the federal building by two more mysterious people, he begins to realize that there is something sinister going on. With the help of the magazine researcher Elizabeth, played by Catherine Bell, he averts the subway disaster and discovers that there are tourists from the future coming back in time to experience the world's worst disasters. Next up, Cop Stadium, where 11,000 people are to be killed in a fire, including Merrick's ex-wife and young son. Merrick has to destroy the time traveler's past in order to save his future. This movie completely made it under the radar for me. I had no idea this film existed until, I think, at some point, just in like a couple years ago or whatever, I was like doing that sort of like vanity thing of Googling time shifters. Mm -hmm. And this film kept popping up as like the top search. Okay, whatever. So there's a film called Time Shifters? Didn't know anything about it. But just knowing that it existed, I'm like, well, it has to be on the list for us to talk about. Right. <laughs> like, it's just made for us, sort of. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it does feel like the kind of movie that, it says it aired on TBS, definitely felt like something that would have aired on, like, the Sci-Fi Channel or something like that. In 1999, it would have been right up my alley for one to watch had it aired on Sci-Fi. Yeah, no, I, I, when it first started up, I knew it was a made-for-TV, but when it, TBS Superstation was like the production company or something, it, it, it came yeah, up. Yeah, it was like at the, actually made for the network. Right, yeah, so I'm like, this had to be one of the earlier um, made-for-cable like movies. I was a little surprised to see it. I could be wrong. I know that sci-fi was doing stuff, but I never knew that like the TBS TNTs were were making their own movies. No, I had no idea. Um, yeah, I just had to double check. Yeah, Sci-Fi Channel started in 1992. So yeah, this would have been in their heyday of their kind of movie of the week, I would think. Yeah, uh, and I know that they were doing all sorts of crazy B movies. Uh, they were known for it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, it wasn't like I was expecting to get TBS. I was used to TBS showing reruns of everything. And the Beastmaster. And the Beastmaster. <laughs> yes. It, it was the WXIX of... Uh, <laughs> of, of cable? Of cable, cable networks? Yeah. It's just where you saw everything that was in syndication ever and any, any B movie that they got a hold of that they could run without having to pay too much for it. Casper Van Dien, not someone I really follow a lot. I know he's done a lot, and he was, you know, a Starship Troopers, obviously. And um, that's about it for me on, on the Casper Van Dien <laughs> filmography. Yeah, that was as much as I knew about him. I, I, I've seen a few things here and there. Uh, I know I commented because... Uh, I have a group of friends. We watch all sorts of crappy movies and such. Uh, and we recently watched uh, the Beastmaster 3 <laughs> movie and discovered that Casper Van Dien was in that. Uh, as a, a, a Interestingly enough, it's like a year before Starship Troopers. And he must have taken that entire year to get into shape because he was not in shape for, for the Beastmaster Oh, movie. really? That's yeah. funny. Yeah, I guess Starship Troopers was just in 97. Mm -hmm. And then, um, 
Oh, I might have seen something called the Omega Code. He was in that in 99 as well. Yeah, it just seems like um, coming off a movie that was a, a pretty big hit, and then two years later, you're doing a cable TV movie. That seems kind of rough. <laughs> well, and it's where he kind of lived following it, too. That's true. He, he pretty much lives his life on TV, TV movies, uh, guest appearances on uh, television series. I, they all pay, so... Right, no, I... He's a busy, hardworking actor. I mean, we're, we're even in looking into his uh, his uh, current stuff. He's got tons either in the can or in post-production stuff dating all the way to 2023 already. Yeah. So, yeah. The, so, yeah, I'm not going to knock the man. No, uh, by no means. <laughs> I, I think, I guess, I'm still, there's still a little bit of me that still has that... Um, I don't know that that thought that you know you're a big star and then oh look how far you've fallen by you're now you're doing TV but I guess that that really needs to finally get erased because big stars are doing t- television uh, television stars are doing movies it's just not the same anymore yeah that that line is gone if not mm-hmm. forever blurred yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not like doing TV in the eighties anymore. Or even and, the '90s, or and honestly, that. if you look at some of the uh, stuff that that's done for television now, if you consider like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon as "quote unquote" for television, mm-hmm. and even some of the cable networks now, the quality of the things are sometimes better than some of the movies. Oh yeah, that are that are hitting theaters. Well, they, it's a form, uh, and we've discussed this before, but TV is. TV is capable of taking a longer form storyline and really giving it a chance to do it justice. So sometimes trying to pack everything into an hour and a half to two hours, it's not sufficient to do the character development and real storytelling that you want to do. So why wouldn't TV become the medium of choice to tell really good stories? Sure. Now, Casper Van Dien, I will say, I don't think he's one of the strongest actors that we have. No. In 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 kind of in our quiver, <laughs> but he's fine. <laughs> and that may be the one of the worst things you could say about an actor and his his performance. It was fine. <laughs> there are people that like to look at him. Um, he uh, he has a presence uh, and all. Uh, the thing that I always. Uh, I comment on when I'm seeing Casper and stuff. Is his voice is always higher pitched than than I think he looks like should come out of him. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not one to talk. Uh, <laughs> I, I know my tone is not. Um, I'm not rocking uh, uh, Barry White by any stretch of the imagination, but. But yeah, you look at him and you're expecting this deeper, tougher voice and it always comes out a little more high and friendly. <laughs> right. He definitely has the look of an action star. Yes. Um, and in this film, it's a little disappointing that there's not a lot of really like action for him to do. He drives a car and he stands and points a gun 
Um, there isn't a whole lot of like action, action, physic physicality to no, this particular role. No, and any time that it kind of comes up, it's just kind of flat. Right. Um, Which also, I just think that kind of adds to him being sort of what I would consider miscast. You're going to get someone with that action figure, that that brooding, uh, damaged action hero look, and then you don't really give them anything to do. (laughs) Yeah. Right out of the gate, because, like, the opening sequence is he's this... He's this hard-charging, I'm-gonna-get-the-news-story, he is the definition of if it bleeds, it leads, kind of. And he's taking his film crew to do the story in the middle of a burning warehouse or... Power plant. Power plant. Um, and the place is literally coming down around him. <laughs> yeah. And he's insisting that they, they go deeper. Uh, like, somehow they're going to get more of a story. <laughs> like, it'd been okay to tell that story outside. I I like that in that uh, flashback, if that's what you want to call it, they actually tried to make him look quote, sort of more, like, newsmen respectable. He had, was in a suit and everything, and I swear he had, like, a wig with, like, slicked hair and everything. <laughs> and I thought that was so... Like, that. that is not your look, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no. No one would have done that to you and put you in front of a camera. <laughs> and, and, and this is... I mean, okay. See, I don't like... I, I, you've got me even thinking... I, I want to kind of forgive it because it's made for TV, but that's actually not fair anymore. So, uh, but was it fair in 1999? I'm gonna go with no. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, there were better things than this by by many stretches. Because uh, it. So we've introduced the character as this this quote-unquote journalist. Uh, he's at least a, a, a TV talking head type. Um, and he's clearly into his career. That's why he's trying to go as an intense. And, and it does, it gets people killed. Um, but then his reaction um, after the fact where he shuts down for like over a year uh, uh, over this. I'm not saying, uh, the way that they kind of started the character didn't seem like he'd have had the um the deep introspection required to even shut down for yeah for a year it's not who they laid out when we met him so yeah that's a good point yeah the type of person that's gonna force these you know his sound guy and camera guy into this thing tell them that if you don't get up those stairs you're fired while there's flames and beams falling down all around him yeah he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's gonna go oh man i shouldn't have done that (laughs) yeah well i i really love those guys (laughs) yeah i think he would have been more like well if they had done it the first time when i told him we'd already been gone yeah that's kind of the route that they were kind of painting for him so for him to all of a sudden be the awe Oh shucks! I just I, I my world collapsed because I got my camera crew killed. It's not who you put out there. So writing was a little off. <laughs> well, and then the um, 
he shuts down apparently for a year or two years, however long and everything. And apparently he fills that time with taking good care of himself. But he's still physically fit. He right. looks good. You know, he, he's not like a schlub. He's not uh, filthy. and looks like he stinks or anything. No. He's not like Thor uh, in the... <laughs> In the one Avengers movie when he... <laughs> no, no. But, I mean, again, then it doesn't kind of fit. Like, so what did he do with his time? Because now he's unemployed. He's given up his family. Um, mm-hmm. He's not talking to his kid. But, yeah, he's still living clean and <laughs> and keeping healthy and strong. But... Uh, so I guess he spent all of his time in the gym during uh, yeah. during his couple of years down. <laughs> Again, it, it it just it just didn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe a little weak on the writing, a little weak on the casting, or maybe the direction. <laughs> little weak, <Just laughs> maybe little weak, but... maybe a a theme uh, on this. Not entirely though, and we'll get to that later. I think. Now, as we're watching this, I have to say, uh, and I don't know if this is where we were hoping to get to later, but I kept having um, flashes of Millennium. Yes. Yeah, the film we, we covered uh, just earlier this year mm-hmm. um, very much with the kind of time travelers visiting uh, disasters, airline disasters, right before they happened. In their case, they were harvesting the uh, the people. Right. Pulling them into the future for whatever reason that they pretended to come up with in that film, but yeah, the uh, the the whole concept though, uh, the the all the time travel is from the future back. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to disasters. It's going in this case. It, it's the three. Uh, it, I think it's funny that they're calling it thrill seeker if you're not in any danger of any kind but uh but (laughs) but whatever so that people are going to experience the the end of a a large group of people's lives um and then and then yeah the the way that if anything changes as a result of them coming back it creates issues along the timeline later. I did appreciate that this film actually went to more of an effort to explain and um, put an emphasis on that, whereas Millennium, it was just sort of like something that was, was it even sort of mentioned, but never really shown or... Well, they had their time quakes in that movie. Yeah, they had their quakes, but that's it. But they didn't actually make any physical changes or even describe any physical changes. I, I think occasionally they suggested that people might disappear. Did um, they? I think I, I, I seem to recall that the, there was like either a check or something after a time quake to see who was still there and knew what. Um, mm. it, but it was so briefly touched on that you, you miss it. But yes, this one, at least in what communication we had with the future... With Martin um, Sheen. With Martin Sheen. With our future man. He he's keeping it he's keeping it real in the future. Um and he's trying to provide guidance on how to stabilize things so that they can continue with the work that they're doing, which 
did get I, I I appreciated that later in the film that it gets poked fun at that uh, um, the the creation of time travel um, has somehow led to what's essentially like a carnival ride. Um, mm-hmm. It's for amusement. It's not it's not for any kind of serious work. But they did mention that um, you know the changes if changes are made in our present, you know, they're looking at the, they're getting their communication with the, with Martin Sheen. They're like, why does he look different? Well, because something's changed. You know, he, he's protected somewhat because he's in some shielded bunker or something, but it's, they've never discussed, they've never experienced, you know, issues or whatever. I forget what they called it with this magnitude. So it's still leaking in. So like his clothes are different or his hair is different from the last time we saw him, which Maybe just because they got Martin Sheen on like three different days or something like that. <laughs> yeah, when the entirety of his role took place as a video capture. Right. Yeah, he he literally zoomed in <laughs> for the film. <laughs> yes. No. This was the precursor to the pandemic. This is how acting gets done. Right. <laughs> in 2020 and on, he was doing it in 1999. Who knows? Maybe he was in 2020 the whole time. That's right. Yeah, we don't know what the what future. This is 1999. We don't know how far in the future they were. Uh, well, we kind of do. Um, do we? Did they mention? Uh, not not like a, a, a total of years, uh, but we meet the guy that invents the technology. Oh yeah, good point. Invents quote unquote. So th- I know this was probably a. a sticking point for you i saw what i thought of you when i saw this like ah this is another one of these loops where (laughs) it happens because it happened (laughs) right yeah no uh the only forgiveness is that the guy that cites the guy that develops the technology he was he was going to, to develop the technology but now this will screw with the timeline because he's already got the technology in his hand. Right. So is that how he invented the technology? Because he was given the technology to reverse engineer. Sure. Uh-huh. See, that's, what I, that's how I saw it. No, I, I could see that other than the fact that that guy wouldn't have known that this happened and therefore told him that you were going to, and now you've handed him the thing. So now it's just going to happen faster. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Uh, this no, is I, 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 think it's a, I think it's a paradox. I think it's... Oh, it's he, absolutely a paradox, but I mean, that's part of what they were describing. But then again, they had also talked to... I latched on to the little things that they only mentioned briefly because the actual action sequences were terrible. So, <laughs> um, so they actually kind of built more of that world than if you weren't paying attention. Because if you caught it, this guy would have invented the the time travel technology it was in some way procured by the government and the this thrill seekers thing evolved after laws were passed that allowed it to be used for commercial use exactly so so it switched from a government only owned practice to 
now anybody can use it, which uh, uh, who passed that? Because <laughs> clearly they're talking about, well, leaks have never happened of this magnitude. Why are leaks happening at all? <laughs> like, why are you just handing a time travel book to any schmuckitelli who will plunk down the money to go and watch and just leave them to it? <laughs> The time travel lobby is very powerful in the future. Quite, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only uh, decent, like, and I, I'm being generous here with the journalistic thing, because uh, our hero, after, after being completely wrecked by getting the people killed that he told to go get killed... Um, <laughs> It returns to work, and he's returning to work at a rag, at a mm. a, at a National Enquirer kind of thing, um, and his he's not on the job even a full day. And I, I really kind of want to know how their work day goes because he started his job, and the Catherine Bell character was on her way out the door <laughs> right. moments after he had started his first day. Well, she did say she wanted to leave a little early. Uh, so apparently 8.30? <laughs> no, I think he was very late and she was very early. I think he rolled in around lunchtime and that's when she was trying to get out the door. Well, that was what was weirding me out because it seemed a little dusky outside while they're all <laughs> having this conversation. I'm like, I just, during that whole sequence with him getting his new job and her trying to get out the door, I'm like, what the hell time of day is it? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, but I mean he's on the job for like an hour or two, and he's already dug up the pictures of some dude um, who has managed to be at some of the largest catastrophes in history. Yeah, I think we got photos from the Titanic, the Hindenburg, and the third one. I don't remember. I don't remember what the. Third it was something more recent. It, it was, but recently... It was a hurricane or something. I yeah, think it was one it was of the big hurricane. storms. Yeah, but at 1999, I can't... I'm struggling with when that would have been. Right. Or what that would have been. But either way, yeah, he, he, he's been photographed at, at, at points in time hundreds of years apart. So, um, but again... This goes back to my, okay, they they released the right, and you're just letting some schnook go, go gallivanting through time to be possibly, in this case, photographed, uh, let alone whatever else that he's going to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a great business model if you're concerned about uh, tampering with the uh, future with the, or the past, you know, with timelines. No, it's kind of like the it's like the the what's what the butterfly no the sound of thunder, uh this uh, the is it the Bray, Ray Bradbury uh, you know the guy goes back in time steps on a on a butterfly uh, and okay, yeah. you know that sort of thing this is kind of like uh, yeah we we never read that. <laughs> uh, no, I, just, I and then I love that later in the film, well, and not much later, uh, by the time we have our first real interaction between. Um, Casper and the time-traveling tourist that keeps getting caught on camera. Uh, now we're pulling in some woman and this this guy from 
time travel security, uh, thrill seeker <laughs> security. And like, why are you guys not with the dude that, <laughs> that was doing the time traveling? Like, where where's the tour guide? That's all I'm asking. Yeah, they definitely seems like if you're gonna be sending people back in time, you should. This should be a guided tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we bring in security after the fact, and now they're all worried about the guy that stopped the one. They're not, they're not worried about the one that actually got caught. They're worried about the guy that caught him. Because <laughs> the guy that, <laughs> the guy that got caught, he paid his money. <laughs> <laughs> but again, they're supposed to be all about not. Uh, Okay, I, I, I guess I just latched on to something. But not why they were trying to save him the first time around. They were big on the whole... Um, they needed to come back. They needed to... Um, they, they need to reset the timeline. Which right. means they need to do something to find out at least what happened so that they can go back to the plane... And so our hero is supposed to die on a plane and doesn't because he's following the story and he catches the guy and finds out what's going to happen and then he solves the problem. Yeah, I get the impression he was actually supposed to die in the uh, power plant explosion and manages to get out. Uh, and that's really where things start messing up. But apparently that wasn't drastic enough it wasn't until later when he starts actually interfering with the other disasters that he becomes a problem I think they're although they they did say they wanted to keep resetting the timeline to go back to before he got on the plane admittedly I kind of missed the that maybe he was supposed to have died at the power plant yeah the only reason he wasn't up the stairs where his other crew members got uh, killed was because a uh, an object, a coin or something falls, and he looks up and he sees this odd fellow on the, uh, on the uh, floor above him, yeah. and that causes him to pause, and that's when the roof collapses and kills his friends. Yeah. Okay. So I could get that they they, and, and then the fact that he disappears for uh, a period of time probably mm-hmm. didn't create too much in the way of time leak. Exactly. So it wasn't until he started interfering with other disasters that uh, he became an actual problem. This is where I'll tempt you with more problems with uh, this kind of uh, time travel and all that. Was that plane actually supposed to have crashed in the first place or was that where he was supposed to die the second time no matter what. Yeah, well, I think, according to the brochure, the plane was supposed to crash. So did somebody else at some other time reset it and successfully get him dead? Well, yeah, if you're talking about a self-fulfilling sort of uh, time loop that we've got going on here, yeah, is that... (laughs) happening now is that not happening yeah it's a little wibbly wobbly timey wimey yeah <laughs> this is now uh <laughs> five, five minutes from now will be the future <laughs> right. what the hell am i looking at when does this happen in the movie now 
You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When, when is then, then now? now? <laughs> Soon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I knew we were going to always have fun with this kind of stuff when it comes to watching these time travel movies. Because a one with something that is probably not possible to begin with, trying to figure out how it should work and what it would do is always going to be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And normally, writers have a hard enough time telling a story in a straight line. So <laughs> you start throwing in bends and curves, and it gets the tough. It gets tough. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say that his uh, presence on the plane didn't matter whether he was there or not. Right. Except him stumbling on this guy in the photographs. Yeah, bull. Nope, my head's starting to hurt, actually. Yeah, Mm. see? See? Uh, So, again, instead of focusing on this guy, why isn't the Thrill Seeker Agency not dealing with their, uh, with their paid customer who screwed it all up in the first place? Yeah, he, apparently he got caught on three of his journeys. (laughs) Yeah, three other journeys. <laughs> yeah. And they're letting them go on a fourth. <laughs> and here's the part that'll re- really put the wrinkles in it all. Which order did uh, did our uh, time traveler, the, the tourist, which order did he actually go to stuff in? That's true. He may not have gone to the other, the other ones yet. He could have gone to the power plant and then gone to the other stuff that's true and then screwed it up at the at the plane yeah yeah he, or or yeah he could have screwed it up at the plane and went well that was a bad idea i'll just i'll go back with something simpler like the titanic <laughs> yeah i <laughs> Where I won't, where I won't run into the pretty guy that yelled at me. Right, I'll go back before he was born. <laughs> just, just strap that one on and let it run, run around in your head for a little bit. Now, where this film does maybe not deal with like the idea of time loops and 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 whatever, well, they do some other bits. I thought really interesting some really interesting story elements on here particularly in the motivation of one of these agents that come back in time and their point of view yeah they come back they're from the future this is their past Mm -hmm. these disasters us the people they interact with in in the quote-unquote present you know our present they're dead they're just statistics they're they're pages in a history book they're gonna die what do we care uh yeah it's like oh i really thought of that before you know it's just what would you think if you or i were able to go back you know a hundred years from now to meet people you know are we gonna really be that concerned about their livelihood because we know that that's the past. Whatever happens, happened. Right. Uh, 
bringing it out front and center was a kind of refreshing change, I thought, in a film like this. Um, I'll, I'll go one further. Um, I thought it incredibly interesting that our hero, Tom Merritt, made the own his own connection in this um, as he was talking to Catherine Bell's character in it. Um, when he was describing to her that apparently there's some company that allows people to go back in time and witness the, these things. So they're going to witness death on, on a grand scale. And she's talking about how horrible that, that all sounds. And he goes, how was what I was doing any different? Yep. How is, uh, how is anything where we're standing outside of something horrible going on mm-hmm. um, any different than what these people are doing as just, I mean, it's all entertainment. I mean, we're not providing news if we're shooting in front of the disaster as it's happening. Right. So, yeah, how how am I any... He had a real introspective moment there, and I'm like, okay, while I was busy groaning on some of the stuff going on, that actually stopped me for a second. I'm like, yeah, that's... That's good. That that's good. And as I said, these these time agents, they're looking at what's going on in the past. It's like us watching something on television. Oh, and um, the the two agents, um, them having a, a a little tiff over everything because while he's trying to be all security dude on that, um, she's busy pointing out. That he gets off on on the time travel that uh, that you're you're being all high and mighty right now, but you're yeah you know, because he doesn't want to be involved in creating the deaths because she's trying to protect her son because if this goes horribly wrong, her son dies in, mm-hmm. in, in her timeline. He's busy going. I'm not going to be a part of that. And he's like. She's like, what are you talking about? You do this for fun every day. You did it for the government. You're now doing it for this agency just because you're hooked. You want to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's even kind of bringing up the idea that if you have the ability, the power to do this, isn't it kind of like a drug? Yeah. Uh, and hence we get the name Thrill Seeker. Right. I can see why they went with that name over the time shifters. Especially since we didn't do a whole lot of time shifting. <laughs> no. Not a lot. <laughs> no, we don't actually uh, really see any of the actual time travel. We see Once. some flashes of light under a door. No, no, no. no. Oh, we, oh, we right. Casper Van Dean, we do see it once. Yeah. And, and admittedly, uh, because of what happened, so uh, uh, we're two thirds into the movie. Um,. And we've we've graphically lost Catherine Bell's character. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much as soon as that happened, I knew there was going to be some sort of reset at some point. Uh, which, as soon as the car blew up with her in it, and, and, and you pretty much kind of, while they didn't do it very graphically, but it was clear, she caught fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they kind of concentrated on the, 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 the interior of the car long enough for you to watch flames burst in, inside the car as well as out. So, 
Um, and then the guy arriving around that they assume that they got the hero because he's just on fire. Um, mm-hmm. They think they got him. Um, but when that goes off, yeah, my the wheels start turning. Okay, how are you undoing all of this? Because <laughs> clearly the pretty girl isn't going to die. This is a TBS right. movie. <laughs> None of this happened. <laughs> That's how I thought this movie was going to end. Which I was only half right. <laughs> But yeah, then we go. Uh, while we do get some of the better um, the character development with the uh, the whole, she's now in this for her son. The the dude's busy uh, getting off on all the time travel, um, but but still having pangs of conscience about the idea of being re- actually responsible right. for eleven thousand deaths. Right, but then we actually get to how they're pulling off the the quote-unquote caper going on, and, and that just, all of that seemed incredibly lame to me. Like, I was starting to even think in this, because they now have to be the ones to commit the, the, the damage that takes this out, because it's not clear how the uh the place was gonna go up because i mean we see a fire break out in a uh in, in one of the eateries at, the concession at the, stand yeah, yeah the concession stand we we watched that break out i guess we're to assume that if the fire department wasn't prematurely sent there that was supposed to get way further out of hand that's that's my guess so now our time traveling buddies here, they're going to bomb the place. No one's going to discover that the place was bombed rather than there was an accidental fire that just consumed the place. Or the fact that it was bombed with some sort of incendiary device that looks far advanced over anything that we currently have and right. where did they even get these things from right uh, well uh, somebody attached one of the time travel books to them and sent them back yeah that's it martin um, sheen sent them uh-huh sure that's totally how it happened uh but but yeah no uh i like i would think how the uh incident goes down as far as time would be as important as it actually going down. So yes, you need to lose the people, but you're going to change the trajectory of everybody else if they're now looking into uh, what would come off as a terrorist attack rather than um, a gas fire out of a concession stand. Right. So one way or another, they were screwing this up. Yeah, they were definitely, well, I guess it was just a matter of, you know, how big of these ripples through time are you going to make? You know, there's a big difference between 11,000 people that didn't die and whether something happened by accident or was a terrorist attack when no one was was discovered responsible or whatever. No, because that that was part of what Martin Sheen had even discussed is, like, uh, if that 11,000 don't die... um, the, the guy that developed time travel would have been killed three days before he came up with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that all came up. Yeah. And then that would pretty much shut all that down. <laughs> right. Now, I I really liked the, um, the acknowledgement of the significance of these changes 
and how, yes, it may seem insignificant. You've saved a couple hundred people's lives. Great, these people live, but those people's lives go on. They create more lives. You know, Martin Sheen's just uh, discussing about issues they're having in the future. You know, suddenly there's several thousand or hundreds of thousands of people that weren't alive before that are now. Um, So now they have issues about uh, food shortages and uh, and, and, and poverty and, and, and homelessness and everything. All because there's suddenly a whole lot more people in the world that there weren't before because it all cascades. Oh, yeah, like, no, absolutely. I, oh, I mean, it's obvious. It seems obvious now, but at the time it was kind of like, oh, I hadn't really thought about that before. <laughs> that is a good point. And w- that was all the stuff that I was kind of looking for in Millennium when they were talking about, you know, having to, how important it was to have history play out right and all these time quakes and the, and what damage it does to the future. This was kind of everything I was hoping for in that. And we didn't get. <laughs> yeah. A little, little bit. But again, that's because we, we just wanted to stick with uh, what was going on with our cheesy hero. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. This wasn't, I wouldn't say it was a bad film. It's oh, not no. a great one. It, it, it's definitely watchable and it's got some some interesting character pieces and some, you know, like I said, some philosophical time travel uh, thought that went into it. It's just, it's, it's acts like it's going to be an action film, and you know, our heroes are driving a, an old, a Cutlass Supreme <laughs> across country, and not even yeah. A yeah, how disappointing was that? You see, you know, there's a tarp over this car in the garage, so you know that's going to be significant. You know, it's going to come into play. And she goes to unwrap, you know, uncover this thing. Oh, it's my it's my parents' car, old car, and we can use it. And he's like, oh, no way. And you're thinking, oh, well, what are we going to get? You know, is it a T-Bird or is this, you know, uh, some sort of cool... No, it's a, it's a Cutlass Supreme. <laughs> What? That, it's that a, e- a mid-80s Cutlass Supreme? That's your car? That even reminds me, while uh, during one of the uh, uh, in-action sequences, um, where our hero is running in cuffs with uh, the, uh, with the um, trench coat over it so that he can right. hide that he's wearing cuffs, um, as he's running through the city and being chased by both the FBI and uh, these time agents. Um, at one point, one of the streets that he's crossing, there's a black Ferrari <laughs> just in traffic, and you're like, ooh, is he going to go get in the car? No. no. That's just no. <laughs> Look, it's just background. Nope, nope. Our, our, our heroine's parents decided that they were preserving their mid to late 80s Cutlass Supreme. <laughs> Even going so far as putting a tarp over it so it doesn't get dirty in their garage. Because, <laughs> you know, that that was a quality car. Ah, Lord yeah. knows I had one. <laughs> Actually, I had two. <laughs> yeah, I was a little, a little disappointed. Maybe, maybe budget constraints kind of played in here. They couldn't get an actual cool or interesting or even funny. I would have gone for like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Next thing you see is them buzzing down the road in like a VW thing or something like that. (laughs) Well, a a thing would have been amazing. (laughs) 
<laughs> I would have dug it, but I could see where someone else might, you know, want to play that for humor. Right. And, well, and the best they came up with the with the agents even going, which were, they're not really clear on how they're. It, it, it's clear they're stealing whatever they're, they're they're using, but I mean they don't even go to the trouble of having us see them steal something. Um, right. But, yeah, they're yeah. tooling around in like a BMW, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're 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 chasing them down in a Beamer. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, all in all, I mean it's a, it's definitely a watchable film, and it's easy to watch too. It's on YouTube. Oh yeah. Although uh, again, uh, I would. Uh, uh, I don't know. It was supposedly the same one we both dug up, but uh, but uh, I found the quality was a little lacking. It was looking a little rough, like it had been recorded off of a VHS tape. Um, it it did feel like a 1999 TV movie on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as, as we're looking to wrap up here, though, I. Found while we're just tinkering around, I found an interesting connection that is not immediately. Oh, I thought you actually saw found a review or something. Oh God, no! I tried. (laughs) I tried. I mean, there's there's everybody that's doing it like we're doing it years, years, years later. But I tried to even find a TV guide kind of uh, one. I couldn't take anything. All right. So I tried. But no, interesting connection though. So uh, every once in a while, we keep seeing something from like the little time travel pad or whatever, where there's advertisements for the thrill thrill seekers, and, and it has a pretty blonde spokeswoman. Mm-hmm. Her name is Catherine Oxenberg. She's been in a bunch of stuff, uh, but coincidentally, uh, she was in Starship Troopers Three with Casper Van Dien. <laughs> Oh, how about that? There <laughs> yeah. you go. So, the latest little uh, six degrees kind of thing, <laughs> only it didn't even make it out of the same film. <laughs> That's funny. Interesting. But yeah, uh, considering, well, that would have been a straight to video. Starship Troopers 3 would have been straight to video at the time. Correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they did that and TBS Superstation. <laughs> <laughs> and they did them together. <laughs> So I thought that was uh, that was amusing. It's nice to find those little those little links. Yep. Well, then I guess that will wrap this one up. Um, yeah, go ahead and check it out. Go find it on YouTube. Uh, hopefully, the quality is alright. I don't think it was. I didn't find it to be as bad as Tom's experience. Yeah. But I, I, my experience was a lot of ads. But you said you only got a couple. I only got a couple ads, but it was really kind of rough. Like it Interesting. Was, it was hard to make out faces at times. Oh, yeah, I didn't have near that kind of experience on the actual uh, video quality. Results may vary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So go and check it out if you do watch it or if you have seen this film. Uh, do let us know what you thought of it and uh, and what we are our opinions of it. When we come back in a couple of weeks, we're going to go something a little higher quality. Uh, but we are going to go a little further back in time to 1989, Woo-hoo. which I still have a hard time believing that this is how old this film is. And we're going to take a look at the first Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Rock on, dude. It's fun to revisit. We, I revisited it actually not all that long ago. My uh, family kind of did a Bill and Ted's, uh, well, rewatch for me and to, the share to the, the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that'll be a good time to, to talk about. And 
actually get some uh, legitimate time travel in our films. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, as I always like to think of it, this is as close to merging Doctor Who <laughs> with, with, with the teen culture of the 80s. Uh, yes, very much. So, yeah, so uh, share your thoughts on Bill and Ted's excellent adventure with us as well. And go and check out The Thrill Seekers, a.k.a. The Time Shifters. And we will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Bye, everybody. See ya.